Hello, I'm your host, Michaela Marshall, and this is Welcome to the Hellmouth. Hi, I'm your host, David Lindley, and this is the Buffy Podcast by a Scooby and a newbie. Hellmouth? Hellmouth. All right, we're done with that. At least you did, like... I'm calling you a secret whisper because mm-hmm. there's like a lot of whispers, right? right? There's like creepy whisper. There's like sexy whisper. Mm. <laughs> Nobody wants that. Yeah. So you didn't scare away the listeners with that whisper. I guess is what I'm saying. So I mean, it's job. all about that sotto voce, right? Mm-hmm. 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 <laughs> all right, we done it, Mikhail. We done it. We got <laughs> Hush. Sounds like podcast from what were the celebrations that are going down. It's not. No. Oh. But you know what is over? What? The 90s. <gasps> this episode, season four, episode 10. Hush, original air date, December 14th, 1999. Soon it will be the new millennium. Y2K. Oh, the commies are Y2K-ing up all our computers and what? We should we all... get into our bunkers. The world sure was different back <laughs> back when there were children around, wasn't it, Michaela? <laughs> Before the nuclear winter, right? Yeah, yeah before course. the year 2000, things were so different. <laughs> oh, those fools. So Mags is laying down some truth about communication. She's talking about inspiration, talking about things that I don't know about. It's kind of all floaty and not really making all the sense. She didn't have her cheetah hair. So that was my main takeaway from this scene. <laughs> you were like, it's a dream. It's a dream because she's not a cheetah. I mean... I knew it was a dream. I loved Buffy's top. So bright blue shirt with shoulders, Michaela. It did. It's so asymmetrical, though. Did you oh, see? Yeah. Mm. It's got, like, the diagonal line. So asymmetrical. Mm-hmm. Longest, longest skirt ever, as always. So it's the diagonal line. I should elaborate one hip or, like, one yeah. side of it ends at the one hip. Yeah. And then the other side ends at, like, mid-calf. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's what the skirt's there for, to tie right. it all together. Yeah, really she also has, like, a really together. sick wristband on mm-hmm. that, like, matches the matches shirt. Matches the shirt exactly. Yeah, pretty great. It's very matchy-matchy. Mm, so good. Is, and is it just one blue wrist thingy? I think so. Oh, amazing. <laughs> I, honestly, two is much worse. Like, no, two would be so much worse that, like, I don't even know why you suggested it. <laughs> it's like if, you know, those faith shirt things the mm. the like armbands if they had just fallen down but and then like much smaller uh, they're elastic this is like a weird flower watch yeah but you know what other kind of watch it is button watch <laughs> is this mostly button watch uh, like, that png is that <laughs> yeah in the dropbox you know now yeah. this is actually from much later in the episode the screen grab Oh, but she's still wearing the blue shirt. Yeah, not much later, I guess. A couple minutes later. But Riley is constantly button-watching here. That's Oh, right. Yeah, because they're they're wearing the same stuff they wore in the dream. Yeah. BT dubs, this is a dream. Right. Mags tells Buffy to get up on the desk. Rifi goes to kiss her in front of the whole class. Everyone's uncomfortable and uncertain as to what is going on. Yeah, he says, what, when he kisses her, the sun will go down, yeah. and then it does. And, and you're just like, spooky dream Maybe kiss. prophecy. Yeah, I would yeah. say it's a prophecy. Now, this is interesting because, as we'll learn probably next scene, uh, Buffy and Riley have not kissed in real life. Mm-hmm. So, like, this dream kiss doesn't count. No. But, I don't know, it's sort of weird that, like, that's what they would decide to do. 
Anyway, there is a creepy singing child also Good. featured in this dream. Yeah, great. Singing about the gentleman, and from what I know about them, it is hugely on point. Yeah, no, it's, it's like 100%. All of the information. Everything they need to know. Everything they need no. to know in this spooky child's singing. Can't even shout, can't even cry. The gentlemen are coming by. Looking in windows, knocking on doors. They need to take seven and they might take yours. Can't call to mom, can't say a word. You're gonna die screaming, but you won't be heard. Yeah, like, like, <laughs> that's it. That's the exposition for the episode. Here's the plot of the episode. <laughs> that's basically what this child's singing. Pretty much, yeah. Uh, it's great, though. Buffy has, like, an astonishingly good memory for this, though. Sure, it's a prophecy dream, but she's able to relate every word of this to the G-Man later. I mean, it rhymes. I think sure. rhyming things are easier to remember. In general, Maybe. I'd say so. But yeah, I don't know. We don't know how prophecy dreams work. Yeah. This happens so infrequently. It's almost as if it's been a while. It has been a while, actually. I don't know. I can't, I can't remember. Because Kathy wasn't a prophecy dream. That was just, like, Buffy waking up. <laughs> During the, like, spooky ritual yeah. whatevers that were going down. I don't know. I mean, I guess she was in, like, Angel's Christmas nonsense dreams. That's yeah. prophecy adjacent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Willow does some snooping on Riley and Buffy as they walk away. Yeah, Riley has a major button watch. <laughs> like, honestly, how did I not notice in previous watching that this is something he does with his shirts constantly listen if you didn't notice i think that's reasonable the fact that i didn't notice that's insane it is bananas and i just like even the first time i just looked at his shirt and i accepted it until you said michaela only one of the 12 buttons are done (laughs) up like what's he doing what is he doing that's a good question (laughs) oh the second one from the bottom too amazing But yeah, Willow's being super cute with her creeping on them. Mm. She's also wearing a giant skirt because that's just what we do in college, you know? We make mistakes. Everyone wears floor-length skirts at all times. Uh, Buffy and Riley are both talking about the things that they may or may not be doing at night. And they're both lying. (laughs) They're both garbage on it. It's so bad. Oh, but they both have terrible perception. Yeah. Yeah. They've got garbage perception. Insight. That's bad insight. Yes, insight. Right. Because they're dummies who are unwise. I think that checks out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, no. Like, her lie about petroleum? Like, what kind of cover-up is that? Well, she said the word patrol. <laughs> like, I understand that there isn't a better word, okay? It's hard to think of another word. I love that Riley's about to kiss her, and she's like, Wait, you just lied about what you're doing tonight. You said you'd be grading papers. Papers. What papers? We don't have any papers. And it's like, yeah, okay, sure. Like, I understand she's concerned about that. But then later on, classic Buffy, she will complain that they almost kissed but didn't. And I'm like, She blames herself, though, for the babbling. Barely. <laughs> it's not the babbling so much as the I literally stopped what was going to be a kiss to ask him a question. Right. Okay, but she was nervous. She didn't... She just blurted something out out of nervousness. Look, listen. She's still complaining about the gonna be not being kissed. relevant later when they can't talk. Uh-huh. And then the talking doesn't get in the way. Oh, I see. Yeah. The talking doesn't get in the way and then don't I see. Right. <laughs> I assume they could hear that. Yo, Buffy's hair is way better than it used to be. Mm, fair. Way better. Fair, you fair. can see it in your mostly button watch picture. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a, a little... 
it's a little staticky right here because like they straighten the ever-loving shit out of it oh yeah but it's just like i don't know it's more of a it's more framing her face now i think it makes more sense for hair and that's our cold open done after like 12 to 17 minutes it's real long it's real long but it ends on like a jokey beat, mm-hmm. as a cold open should. Yeah. When Angel's not around. Good cold open. <laughs> not like the garbage ones. These that are we the used cold opens we get. Yeah, and then we got Giles trying to figure out what this spooky dream is about. So let's bring up the fact here that this is young Michaela's first Buffy experience. Oh, yeah. First ever. This was the episode you started on. Yeah, I don't really remember. Like, my memories of that are not at all of like the events where people are talking. No. Mostly it's about like, look at these spooky floaty men. Yeah. And they're spooky goons. Yeah. Very much so. Pretty spooky. (laughs) Honestly though, I think at this point, young Michaela has a pretty good idea of what's happening character wise. Yeah. Everything is set up pretty obviously. No, I mean, everyone's mean to Spike. Uh, Anya and Xander show up and have a very obvious conversation about the status of their relationship. Uh Oh, this is so good. Yeah. Good for me, you know? Buffy and Riley are not in a complicated place right now, to understand at least, and it's all very apparent. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, Buster shows up. All right, phone's up. Giles, Rupert, P. (laughs) Do we decide on P? Percival? I don't know. know. (laughs) Uh, She's got an excellent understanding of what the creep child's saying, and Giles and Spike living together continues to be the best sitcom. Like, it's... It's so good. Why are we just letting Spike roam around now? Can we, like, how do we graduate to this? Because Giles is sick of having him tied up all the time. Mm-hmm. And he's clearly not going to bite anyone. I mean, he can't. Yeah. Yeah, I don't and know. And where else is he going to go? Like, if he Nowhere. left, Giles would be happier. I mean, Giles gives him free blood and Weedabix, or whatever the hell that is. Weedabix? Weedabix? Yeah, I think that's a breakfast cereal, oh, right? I don't know. Maybe. Now I'm really doubting myself. I thought it was like mini-wheats. Oh, and then that's why he... Yeah, so it's... Crumbles it up to add texture texture. to the blood. Right. Mm. Mm. (laughs) Uh, And then... Oh, did you see Anya's sweater when she comes in? Listen, sweater is a strong word. I don't know what to call it. What is it? I don't know. Okay, so from the front, it looks like she's wearing a sweater. Yeah, no, it does. It looks like a possibly knitted, you know, normal-ass, everyday sweater, blue something. Yeah. From the back, it's open. Yeah, no, it's tied. It's tied. <laughs> With like a single yarn thread, I guess. So it ends at about her shoulder blades and then the middle like half of her back is entirely exposed. Yeah. I'm not saying it looks bad. I'm saying I'm confused by it. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like, again, this is something Gwen Stefani would wear. I feel like it's something where you're like, man, I run hot on the back. <laughs> The front of my torso and my arms are generally quite chilly, but my back overheats when I wear a normal sweater. So I need to have this specially made sweater. Yeah. Mm. You can't go down to the fucking gap and find this, that's for sure. Maybe you could at this time. Uh, It was a heady time. The 90s were a heady time. (laughs) Oh, God. We got some Wicca group, and I wonder who Willa might might meet here. (gasps) It's Tara! Who? Her. Her, yes. (laughs) Now, I want to be clear that Uh I'm going to try to be as generous as possible with Tara. Wow. Her entire personality is just that she's shy. Yes. So, 
you know, <laughs> I'm not going to call that, like, interesting. I see. At any point. Mm, I wouldn't blame you for that. She and Willow have an arc. It's just not, you know, related to Tara's personality, per se. And they don't do a very good job of, like, integrating Tara into the group. No. By any means. No. Tara sort of shows up wherever Willow's at. She's Willow's girlfriend. Yeah. She's not, like, their friend, Mm -hmm. really. Yeah. And so it makes it difficult for me to get on board with this character. Wow, so you're not on board with Tara. You're not going to be on board with Dawn. Yeah. This is just going to be a rough couple seasons. But Spike's here now. Spike is here now. So everything's okay. (laughs) (laughs) I hope that's true. And hey, Riley has to leave eventually. (laughs) It's true. Actually, no. He's okay right now. Yeah, he's fine yeah, right now. Yeah, He'll get garbage at some sure, point. Sure, but right now, yeah. The Wicca Circle is very big on empowerment. <laughs> They're great. They use that word about a bazillion times. Yeah, and like women, moon sisters. Oh, moon sisters, yep. Yeah. A lot about the moon. A lot about bake sales. Empowering lemon bun, yeah. <laughs> Not a lot about actual magic, but that's fine. Something about a women power shrine. Mm-hmm. Like, it's all amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I was really into it. And Willow's not really agreeing with me on that. No. Yeah. She wants to do magic at this Wicca group. This is actually a scene that I remembered pretty well. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. And I've seen Hush a couple times, so did that you, makes sense. Did you remember Tara's crazy-ass zigzag part? Ooh. No. But I can picture it now. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> it's so zigzag. <laughs> is that going to be, like, a regular feature? No, 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 no. I think they, they see the error of that. They boring up her hair pretty quick. Uh, yeah. They were like, oh, let's make her sassy with this zigzag part. Yeah, it didn't work out. Nah. Yeah. I mean, do I have a note that says, oh, she's just so shy all in caps? Maybe. <laughs> it's unkind. I understand that. Well, Michaela, we don't have time for that unkindness because we have to get to our first segment. Ooh. As we see Buffy in her shawl, and this segment is called... Get that dirt off your shoulder. (laughs) I'd like to direct you to shawl.png in the Dropbox. Delightful. Oh, it's, yeah. Hey, is this is this a segment about, like, what is the purpose of this shawl? What is its function? This is more about the shoulder coverings uh, in the show and how this episode maybe zigs and zags on that. Because mm. initially I saw straps on Buffy's shirt that were, like, not shoulder covering by any stretch. But, like, but, like they are visible. Yeah, they're right? way more than normal. Yeah, it's not just a tube top. Mm. And I was like, dang, Michaela, you so wrong. And then... Buffy goes from carrying this stupid shawl, like, on her bag in yeah. a previous scene. She was, yeah, with Wi-Fi. having it wrapped around the sides of her arms. Exposing only her shoulders. I see. So Anya runs very back hot. Buffy seems to run very shoulder hot. Right. But the sides of her arms, they get mad chilly. <laughs> shoulders are the chimney of the arm. So... <laughs> But, yeah, that makes sense, yeah. Right? I'm Think on about board. their positioning, so yeah. Right. And Buffy does a lot of punching. Mm-hmm. So you... so you want the arms as restricted as possible by wrapping this stupid thing no. around the sides well, of no, them? No, her arms get hot from all the punching. And then, like, she needs the heat to dissipate, so she needs the shoulder to be uncovered. I see. To, as a chimney would be. Yes. 
Yeah, don't cover your chimney other than to prevent birds from nesting in it. Because heat rises. Mm. Yes. <laughs> Thanks, Dr. Physics. Science. <laughs> anyway, it's bonkers, and I love this picture so much. And it's, it's like sort of shows off the diagonal cut at the bottom yeah, of her shirt. It, yeah, it no, was it's hard just, to get a picture. Great. But I wanted one with the shawl so much. <laughs> oh, it's amazing. Anyway, yeah. yeah, she's complaining to Willow that like, oh, we almost kissed, but then we didn't. And I'm like, whose fault is that, Buffy? Listen. You were fully in control of the situation. It's 100% Buffy's fault. Ryfi was going in. Yeah. He was, you know. Making the move. And then Buffy's like, I want this, but no. Yeah. I just, not, I'm not telling you how to do your job or anything. <laughs> but like, why didn't you call this segment, you shall not pass? <laughs> Because the segment is about things on people's shoulders, right. not necessarily about shawls. Also, I'm not a garbage human. Uh, and that pun, like, isn't great verbally, honestly. You're just so pleased with yourself for minutes leading up to it. Uh, Riley's also got some consternation about this Buffy set. She's talking to Forrest. Oh, great. And, like... I mean, this is the least disgusting Forrest has ever been, mm-hmm. but he still manages to get in there like, oh, we're so cool. All the ladies would want to bang us if they knew about our sweet job, but we can't tell them. Instead, we've just got to rely on our godlike appearance. <laughs> he does say something adjacent to that. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> now, I, I was out with my former boss out on the town last week. <laughs> Good. Yeah. Yeah. As I do on the frequent because I'm a hip youth. <laughs> drinking (laughs) right you yes uh, the hippest of youths i today found a note in my google keep uh Mm. repository of notes that just said former boss colon podcast ruiner oh and i was like oh no and in that moment i remembered oh no forest becomes a zombie That's Former a... boss, podcast ruiner, <laughs> may a... have told me this. That's a crazy thing. <laughs> what a crazy thing to make up. If someone were to make that up, it would be crazy. <laughs> yeah, it would be crazy. Anyway, Why sorry for Why would you bring this up while I was looking at you? You know I can't lie to your face. <laughs> I've been That's very so clear lie. about that. All right. Uh, anyway, so Forrest, yeah, they're... why okay so so i have so many problems right now because so so your boss ruined this for you Mm -hmm. you were too drunk to remember incorrect i remembered it the next day but it's been a week since then oh but why would you make a note of it because i wanted to i don't know call him out on being a podcast ruiner i liked the phrasing of it does he listen to this podcast sometimes yeah so there's a chance. Yeah. He'll hear how much of a podcast ruin her he, yes. he is. Good. I think good. actually that may have been one of the stipulations of the deal. That oh. he would listen to the podcast if I said former boss podcast ruiner. Well, you've said it many a time. Yeah. So. He's got to listen to this a lot no of times. He has no choice. Yeah. Good. Good. Anywho. Uh, Spike and Xander living together <laughs> is not the sitcom we all wanted. Isn't it <laughs> It's pretty good. Oh, Xander. <laughs> But it does give us Olivia. She's back. She's Giles' orgasm, orgasm friend, friend yep. as Anya so eloquently uh, puts it. 
So good. And she's back in town, so Spike has to clear out of that apartment. Which, okay, like, I'm totally on board for. Oh, yeah. But isn't putting her in Xander's apartment, sort of putting him in Xander's apartment kind of the same problem? Follow-up question, where does Anya live? Why do they always bang at Xander's place? Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> so, for your first question, mm. Giles is older doesn't care and doesn't get to see his orgasm friend as frequently uh, as Xander gets to right, see his. Right, that's true. She's from far away. Yeah, exactly. So, gotta make the most of this. And right. also, he's older and he doesn't care. And, I mean, he can't Xander send Spike to over to Buffy's house. <laughs> to live with Joyce, <laughs> which is Joyce. the sitcom that we always wanted. Okay, so it's Giles and Joyce living together in the house. Spike is their crazy upstairs neighbor. Oh my god. Wacky, I guess. Not crazy. And there's a love triangle, right? Yeah. (gasps) (laughs) This is the spinoff that we needed. Not Angel. Fuck that shit. We need Three's company with with Spike and Giles and Joyce. (laughs) And like their crossovers are just sometimes you get the other characters into the show. It would be amazing. I weep for that. Yeah. That we aren't ever going to have that. Oh, it's, Man, so where fun. is Joyce? When's the last time we saw Joyce? A while back. Like a this while. This season? Oh, yeah. When Buffy was all like, <laughs> that at college. Yes, right. The first episode. <laughs> and she was like, oh, you're here. I put a bunch of stuff in your room. <laughs> <laughs> Jokes. Yeah, no, I think that might be... Buffy will oh. be living with her next season. That's no, funny. no, she made her her Halloween costume, too. Oh, yeah. There you go. Yeah, delightful. She didn't mom it up real hard with that costume making. Spooky clock stuff, Michaela. Spooky, Spooky clock stuff. Spooky. The handwork from the gentleman is so goddamn good. It's Doug Jones is the master of handwork. Speaking of the master, I how do you feel? I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say <laughs> master before Don't worry. I mean, I made that happen, I guess. Oh, that's some gaslighting right there. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> anyway, how would you rate <laughs> Doug Jones? Your face is good. How would you rate Doug Jones against? I thought extensively uh, about this. Team asked. Yeah. Yes. So. Vis-a-vis handwork. Doug Jones is the tallest of the gentlemen. Yes. He's like the lead the main gentleman. Gentleman. Yeah. yeah. He is above the master in my mind. The rest of the I gentlemen agree. I would put below the master, yes. but Doug Jones is... When he's it's... going past all of the different mm. rooms and he's got like the, yeah. the no, no, no <laughs> hands and then the like, this room showing just... off Wheel of Fortune style and hands. Because like, it's, it's so courteous, you it's know? It's amazing. He's just oh, like... Oh, no, thank you. <laughs> yeah, yeah when they're all applauding yeah. him and he's just, oh. Yeah, no. <laughs> oh, thank you. You're too kind. But all silently and entirely with the hands. Because their faces never change. They never change. Their faces are always just the creepy smile. So everything is hands. It's amazing handwork. It's so good. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, anyway, so gentlemen are setting up in the top of the clock tower of the, what, spooky abandoned mansion? Well, yeah, so they want to go back to the future, right? <laughs> so- <laughs> it does look very back to the future. <laughs> And you're like, have we ever seen this clock tower before? Right? Where is this? <laughs> anyway. I mean, we're not going to go travel through time, unfortunately. Wouldn't that be a twist? That'd be great. <laughs> Who knows what would have happened if they got all seven hearts? <laughs> right? You don't know. Time travel. <laughs> time travel. Head cannon. Yeah. Okay. So 
Doug Jones, our leading gentle bro. DJ, yeah. Cool. Yeah. He opens up a cryptic box that we yeah. saw that creepy child Spooky holding. Box. And all of the voices in the town, all, but something comes out of all the people. It's all their voices. Yeah. Comes out into the box, closes it up, and we come into our second segment, The Sound of Silence. Hello, darkness, my old friend. I've come to talk with you again. Because a vision softly creeping Left its seeds while I was sleeping And then this is the question of how long does that joke go on for? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a couple minutes should be good. Yeah, no, I'll just, I'll just put in a bunch of silence there. Uh, so we now begin 26 minutes of silence out of this 42 So it's about minute. two thirds. Yeah. Give or take. Sure. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. So, I mean, listeners probably already know this, uh, but people people would often say that Joss relied too heavily on his snappy dialogue. That was, you know, the essence of what the show was. Well, Angel exemplified that constantly. <laughs> oh, so Joss was like, fuck him. you guys. I don't need dialogue. <laughs> it worked. Boy, howdy, did it work. I have another... Uh, Perhaps less known piece of trivia. Ooh. Apparently, the episode that was originally planned to be here was going to be the musical episode. What's the more the feeling? However, Xena Warrior Princess has recently done a musical episode. And then they were like, oh, yeah, we can't do That'd that right now. Uh, Xena just did that. I don't know if you know about it. It's a show about a badass female protagonist. <laughs> Supernatural in nature. I don't know if I remember that Xena episode. I feel like Joxer must be heavily involved. He's the wackiest Xena character. I see. You should, uh, I'm not gonna. I haven't Xena. Ooh, I like Zena? it. I don't know. Mm, it's a lot less like... silly than Hercules. Mm. Hercules is maximum silliness. Okay. So if you're ever into that, oh God, it's so great. I feel like it's going to be a while until I get the time to sit down and watch. <laughs> Either of those things. <laughs> B grade 90s television. You should start with young Hercules <laughs> because Ryan Gosling plays young Hercules. <laughs> And it's also maximum silliness. Just before we get off this segment, <laughs> I do want to say how much easier this episode would be if people had cell phones, modern cell phones. Oh, texting? If they texting, could text. Yeah, yeah no. Texting would have really This episode doesn't this. work. Yeah. I mean, everyone who can uh, speak American Sign Language, ASL, is just mm -hmm. looking at this and going, yep. <laughs> Normal last day. Those people are basically heroes now. Yeah. Right? Like, they're just like, oh, I have the advantage. Excellent. When everyone else is crashing their cars into shit and like... <laughs> Which, I mean... <laughs> sitting forlorn in the street. Not being able to hear does not preclude you from driving a car, I would just like and to point out. you can still out. hear. You can, just can't hear voices. Yeah. And like, cars can still make honking noises and car noises. Yeah. And like, I'm... Yeah. No, it's it's... Real strange, I have to say. You know what? Let's do all the fun facts now. It's just a fun fact o'clock. Awesome. So uh, all the actors uh, deliver their lines as normal, and then they muted them. Ooh. Yeah, because that's much easier, right, yeah. than, like, trying to... Make it look like you're talking yeah. convincingly. Yeah, and, like, you'll notice that 
you know, it is actually pretty easy to read their lips. Like, they're it's overemphasizing, yeah. obviously. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, no, you can kind of tell what they're saying before they, like, figure out ways to talk to each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This, it was at this point in the episode when I was like, oh, I'm going to have to actually watch this now. Right? Mm. Usually Taking I'm typing. Notes? Yeah. Oh, it's so much harder. <laughs> so much harder. It's crazy. Yeah. And usually, like, you know, I look at the beginning of a scene and I'm like, oh, okay. I yeah. can essentially picture the rest of the scene. And, like, I could still do that, but it's just not the same when you can't hear what they're saying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Buffy and Willow figuring out that there's no talky-talk anymore is pretty great. It is good. Especially Buffy going out to the bathroom and mm-hmm. just not noticing anything at first. Yeah. And then it takes her until she's back in the room and she tries to talk to Willow that things go really wrong. I love Xander giving the girls a quick call. <laughs> <laughs> you just see him picking up this phone and you're like, oh, oh no, Xander. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> and the obvious happens and you're like, yeah, yeah. Well, so Xander initially blames Spike, which is, it's unreasonable, but then at the same time, like, this is the first time Spike has, like, spent the night at his house, so who's to say? Yeah. And then, okay, Spike does something Mm -hmm. that looks like he could be saying me too, but isn't that fuck you? Yeah. Yeah. But, like, I guess they can get away with that because... Because it's not actually swearing. Yeah. Because he doesn't say it. (laughs) Which I always liked a lot. No, 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 he was saying vacuum. (laughs) He thought Xander's basement was dusty. Oh, it's clearly in need of a vacuum. Oh my god, yeah. Clearly. Uh, (laughs) Fucking command bros. Ryfi and Forrest, yeah, the command bros run into some problems. (laughs) Trying to use the elevator with its voice activation or voice identification system. Yeah. Uh, I love, (laughs) because Riley's just like trying to make this work. He breathes really hard on the mic at one point. Yeah, he tries. Forrest has got this pad of paper and a pen and he's just written, come on, come on. (laughs) And you're just like real useful there, bud. It's amazing. I mean, at least he didn't like make a doodle of a naked lady. (laughs) It's like, you know, he's writing and you're like. This is the least creepy we've ever seen him. Yeah. No, he he doesn't get a lot of opportunities to be creepy. He uses them very well, though. Yeah, that's true. He He usually takes. efficient use of them. mm, Every opportunity. Yeah. But yeah, uh, is a pretty important guy. So he has some sort of backup code. Mm -hmm. And then. That he eventually remembers. Eventually. And then when they get to the bottom, Mags gets to be all smug about (laughs) using the (laughs) stairs. In case of emergency. I love it. Uh, Willow and Buffy both get the message boards from the guy who is making. He could honestly be selling them for so much right? more than ten dollars right now. And you're like, dude, like this is your moment. This is your moment. This is when you sell your whiteboards for like fifty bucks a yeah. pop. Yeah. You now people are gonna pay for. It. Or mm, well, there's a there's like a turning point, right? Up to which people will still pay, and then at a certain point, there are more of them than you, and they're pissed that you're charging them fifty dollars per whiteboard. True. So they just mug you as a unit. Yeah. Or like Buffy just takes it from you because she's really strong. So. We didn't see her pay. Mm. it's still a possibility right so robo voices still work uh mags is on that robo computer because there will be chaos <laughs> ripples doesn't have anything yet about why thing this has happened no. there's a nice tv broadcast about how a case of laryngitis that sunnydale syndrome strikes again <laughs> and these people are outside of sunnydale yeah but they they know they know about sunnydale yeah They heard things. They know not to go there. (laughs) And it's such a good episode so far, especially for the time period. I think that's something that, like, Sound of Silence, I really want to emphasize. Mm -hmm. That this works so well for the time period where you don't yet have smartphones. 
Yeah. And it's a concept that works much less well today. It really is impossible to do once you have cell phones. Yeah. Right? Like, I unless you're like, and also the cell phones broke, which is so The magic also <laughs> took away cell phones because they're like an electronic voice. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, terrible. Or like the gentleman also just like set off an EMP. Mm-hmm. Is that, would that break cell phones? I don't know about yeah. technology. Yeah, I think so. But like, for how long? I'm honestly not sure. <laughs> According to the Matrix, kills him dead. Right. So they go out on petroleum. Mm. I, oh, we're just going to call it that <laughs> from now on? Great. Maybe. <laughs> Riley uh, and Buffy are both downtown to keep the peace. Riley is, of course, going plain clothes as to not, you know, incite, incite suspicion. Panic. Yeah. They have a quick kiss before going their separate ways. <gasps> They kissed. Yay. They done it. Someone cares somewhere. And the gentle bros are spooky dudes, Michaela. Oh, yeah. They got their insane goons just traveling around with them. I <laughs> love their goons. Their goons are so the opposite of them. They're so flamboyant and wavy yeah. and like dancing all over and the good place. good for punching, you know? Very good for Real punching. Real good for punching. Yeah. They're floating around town. Man, when I saw Olivia get up in the middle of the night in Giles's place and wander downstairs, I was like, no, no show. If you kill Olivia another... right now, another one of Giles's girlfriends <laughs> dies to spooky shit. But I just love Olivia so much and they can't do this to me. Thank goodness they don't. They didn't, she no. does get spooked to heck, though. Spooked to heck. And like, okay, let's do this now. What is Olivia doing in this episode? <laughs> I wish everyone could see your face. She's uh she's Giles's orgasm friend. Sure, yep. She's good at drawing. She is good at drawing. Mm -hmm. Giles is also good at drawing though. So I don't know that there's a real reason she's here. Giles is a sad bachelor who has no job or purpose yeah. in life. So maybe this is just like a little bit like, hey, it's not all bad. <laughs> Giles still has an orgasm friend, right? it's fine. Could be worse. Yeah. He, he's doing pretty well for himself. Mm-hmm. But yeah, gentlemen are floating through Buffy's residence, rejecting the number of doors in there. Uh, honestly, just watch the goddamn clips. They're so good. Oh, uh, They find a door that will be quite suitable. Mm -hmm. And this is some of the spookiest shit I figure they can get away with on whatever primetime TV they have. Yeah. Noticeably lack of blood watch. There's very little blood still. Right? But like... It's very clear what's happening. Oh, and it's horrifying. Oh, yeah. This is just terrifying because, like, two of the insane dudes hold this one college kid down while he screams silently, as the rhyme alludes to. Yeah. You'll scream, but they can't hear you or something. And then they just cut his fucking heart out with a scalpel. Yeah, that... I feel like scalpels aren't really... <laughs> seems like it would take Getting a while. Getting the ribs material. Right? Like, there are ribs there. Hmm. Maybe they go in underneath. I don't know. And There's then later, ways. he pokes Buffy with his scalpel. And you're like, how long is it going to take to kill her like that? Like, let's oh. be honest. He's a gentle bro. I he guess. take a while. <laughs> it's pretty okay. His scalpel poke is great, too. It is good. Everything he does is amazing. And apparently it's been a good harvest. They've got, what, three out of seven hearts so far in one night? They sort of go out in pairs, yeah. you know, about the town, yeah. as one might. <laughs> Gad about. Have a... Make an evening of it, really. <clears throat> they yes, the all the gentle dudes clapping their hands for <laughs> DJ, who's just infusing their praise. Uh, and but then, like the floating is so good, it's so well done, it's so convincing. 
It's incredibly well done. Now, like, when they're behind... So I'm pretty sure the floating effect is done with, like, they're just standing on something. Okay. And I think they're just taking it out in post. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if that's always true. Like, when they seem to be hovering and, like, you can't see their feet, they're definitely standing on something. But, yeah, some of the times it sort of looked like, I don't know, were they being suspended? I think they're doing wire work at some points. I think they've got one of the dorm, or the dorm hallway that they would film everything on. I think they've just got rails on the ceiling for this. Yeah. I couldn't I couldn't decide and like the wiki all it talks about is the the cart that they mm-hmm. would stand on to float. But sometimes you see like their feet dangling yeah. down in a floaty way. I don't know, that's don't great. Know. And then it's the projector scene. <laughs> oh, it's so good. Oh. Ripples even puts on mood music yeah. for it. He's got all of his different overheads prepared. He knows the, how to expose. The first one's on backwards, and everyone's <laughs> just trying to mime at him to flip it around. Uh, He's done all his little drawings of the gentle dudes. Don't you love open. how, like, morbid his blood drawings are? Because, <laughs> like, uh, what, are they, what do the gentlemen want? Hearts. And then it shows a kid being like, horribly, horribly mutilated. Murdered. And look, they got a heart out. Great. And Anya's so just into all of the gory stuff that's happening. She's got her popcorn. She's got pop. Where'd she get it? Who cares? No, she loves it. Everyone else is pretty horrified by it. Now, <laughs> Buffy does some good handwork yeah. when she's miming staking someone or like stabbing them. But... And like everyone's face is so good they're all like they're just all so (laughs) creeped out or like they don't know what it is she's trying to get at (laughs) yeah they know what she's trying to get at (laughs) now did when you saw the um the projector slide that said no sword can kill them Mm -hmm. was your first thought rocket launcher right yeah like rocket launch them yeah are they gonna stand up to that probably not Maybe. Judge certainly didn't. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Took an army to kill him or a rocket launcher. I think they should have tried rocket launcher. Yeah. What happened to that? <laughs> you can't just keep that around. <laughs> no. I mean, Xander probably just gave it back with his army knowledge. <laughs> but can you imagine after they had that episode about like Xander's army's, army knowledge is really stale and then they're like, no sword can kill them. Better get a rocket launcher. It was uh, poor phrasing to use given the other yes, no sword can kill yeah. him. But yes, it's all good. Only a real human voice can hurt them. How the princess in the fairy tale that got her voice back did that is unknown. Buffy will patrol, the rest will research. Mm-hmm. Ryfi spots some shadows moving around high in the clock tower. Oh no, not the clock tower. The clock tower. How will they travel back to the future? <laughs> It's going to be very difficult. Once they get the hearts, mm. that's how. And then the lightning will strike the clock tower. Probably. teleport them through time. Tara gets her coat on and goes out to do question mark. Question mark? Her skirt's and also pretty long. Honestly, I think this is a great call, Joss. He has this new character who could very plausibly be a mauve shirt mm. who's introduced. We don't know that she's going to be sticking around. This is the first time we've seen her. We know oh, her name by one person saying it once. Yeah. Oh, and she's like the stereotypical, the shy girl who just wants to help yeah. and then goes and gets murdered by the monsters. This is good. 
this is 100% what they were going for. Yeah. And it worked so well. And it's just because we know that she's Tara right. that we're like, she's not going to die. But she can very plausibly die here. The and gentle like, dudes are chasing her and they're bad news. Yeah, she very much gets into the horror movie situation of like being chased down the hallway. No one's helping her. Yeah. Wow. She's lucky she didn't die. She's very lucky. <laughs> yeah. Huh. Okay. So Rifi is inexplicably running around on his own. Mm-hmm. Doesn't he not have a squad, first of all? Second of all, how much do you hate the design of the Inquisition guns? <laughs> <laughs> They're stupid taser guns. Like, what? <laughs> it's, it's a cone on the front of, like, a stick. And with like, two handles coming the down The cone off of it. is like vaguely copper-ish because it, it's zappy, yeah, right? It's, zappy. it's like a zappy cone. Right. But you see it and you're like, what is he holding? Like, is that a gun? No. Yeah. <laughs> kind of. A zappy gun. It's just, it's a garbage design. I it hate is. it. And like, it's not the last we've seen of this garbage gun. <laughs> I have strong feelings about it. Yeah, know. I'm sure we'll see it so many times. Because <laughs> they do have regular guns too. Yeah. We've seen regular guns before. Regular guns are more problematic, though. Mm-hmm. And, like, a zappy gun seems spookier, I think. Sure. And, I mean, they're all about studying the demons, right? They want to fill them full of bullets. <laughs> That's they true. want to zap them and then yeah. put them in their creepy cells to experiment on. About 30 seconds before it happened, I was like, oh, Buffy and Riley run into each other and learn this truth. That's how, you're right. You were like, where's this going? Like, how yeah. long are we keeping these secrets? Yeah. yeah. This episode. I knew you didn't remember, but then I figured, yeah, you'd probably have a moment of... Because I knew that by the end of the episode, they had to sit awkwardly and not know what to say to each other. So like, yeah. Yeah, where did that come from? What's that about? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, obviously they run into each other, which they do. Which is important, I think, because I mean, they can't... Like, if they had started a relationship on the basis of these lies, where like they're both constantly lying to each other... That's just problematic, right? Hey, want to have sex? Uh, petroleum. <laughs> oh, God. So awkward, Buffy. Why? This is why she's always running away. Yeah. she's awkward. Yeah. She's terrible at social interaction. Yeah. Tara's run into Willow. Oh, good. At some point here. And they are both fleeing the gentle bros. They are very spooky, of course. And then we have a wacky misunderstanding. As Anya's just chilling at Giles' place, sleeping on the couch. Because she's tired, whatever. Yeah, sure. Spike just got himself a nice snack of cold blood. Muggle blood. Okay, I know that this is it's a show, I get it. But like, the mug he picks up is so full of blood. And then the mug he drinks from is so clearly empty. It's so empty. The point is, he's got blood around his mouth. Yeah, blood he's mustache. Got, sure. Or fruit punch mouth. Oh, a la master. Yep. Oh, we love to bring him up, don't we? We do. Uh... <laughs> So he's in vamp face, and then he carelessly knocks something off the table Uh, and has to duck down behind the couch as Xander walks in, and he pops his head up and looks at him, and Xander thinks, oh no, Spike's attacked my girlfriend. This is bad. he knows Spike is incapable of. Yeah, but he also knows Spike's incapable of taking his voice. That didn't stop him from trying to yell at him about that. That's true. Xander's not really a thinker. No. No. (laughs) Very much Uh, not. Yeah. Uh, It does... Come to the next picture. Oh. Uh, I believe it's called Not the Face. 
as Spike stands up, realizes as Xander's charging him what Xander thinks has happened, and has a brief moment of the best face as he's like, no, please no, this isn't what you think. God, this screenshot, you've just, you've captured it. Right. Like, it's, it's unbelievable. It's uncanny. This should be our profile picture <laughs> for something. I don't know what. Oh, it's so good. It just... oh. It's just as Xander's tackling him. <laughs> and it's the briefest of moments. Oh, it's so good. All right. Uh... Then, uh... Anya and Xander's relationship tribes are resolved as Anya realizes that Xander will fight for her. It's nice. Yeah, he clearly cares about her. Yeah, and she just was very desperate earlier to, like, define it. Mm -hmm. She seems very keen on just, like, she wants to know exactly what's going on, exactly what this is. And Xander's, like, not so (laughs) interested in that. He doesn't like having a commitment drawer. I guess. He clearly... Despite how things may have started, cares about Anya. Yeah. And so they go off to Doink. Right. And yeah. it's pretty great. Everyone's uh, grossed out. Tara and Willow use some magic to block a door with a vending machine. It's pretty sexy. Probably. <laughs> they have, like, their hand holding. Yeah. There's a lot of, like, breathing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. And you're like, hmm. I, I wonder mean, where this is going. I don't know. Is making magic together sexy in any way? <laughs> That was a good wink. Yeah. That was possibly the least subtle wink I've ever witnessed. That's my favorite kind of wink. It's like your whole face was involved. Yeah, no. It's like when there's like a medication Lucille has. (laughs) (laughs) It's, yeah, she thinks it's winking at her. However, she mistook the drowsy eye alcohol warning for a winking eye alcohol suggestion. Yeah, it's that. Yeah. (laughs) So Buffy finds her way up to the clock tower. Finds the hearts. Fighting ensues. Buffy and Rifi, you know, are fighting side by side, back to back for a little bit of this. And then after a good fun misunderstanding where Riley doesn't realize what she's trying to point to to get smashed. (laughs) And he's like so proud of himself. He's like, I did it. I broke it. And she's like, no, you idiot. It's a lot of good face work. Yeah, her eye roll is just so overdone. Yeah, it's great. He smashes the box. She gets her voice back, screams, and all the gentle bros' heads explode. Yeah. Some good head explosions. Very good head explosions. damn, that prophecy dream was useful. Right? It was... It literally told her everything she needed to know. Everything she needed to know. Like, what did Giles contribute? Nothing. He did a projector scene. That was uh, fun. Yeah, I mean... I think he came up with the story about the princess shouting. Projection position. <laughs> you can have that one. <laughs> Post getting their voices back, Tara and Willow are cute. Al- Olivia and Giles are also very cute. Olivia's pretty freaked out by everything, though. And I'm like, don't even ask what happened. Giles is second to last girlfriend. You don't want to know. Olivia is really freaked out. Like, Olivia's so freaked out that we're never going to see Olivia again. No! <laughs> and I think I just need to tell you this now so that you don't get upset later. Yeah. Now, I've said this, and now I'm really worried that I've lied. Mm. <laughs> so I'm going to go and just double check. All right, sounds because good. Because you always get so mad when I lie to you. You know, it's weird. It's a weird quirk you've got. Yeah, that is strange. It's an irrational thing that I do. Uh... <laughs> So, did I'm, you lie to me? Like, half. 
Is she on an episode of Angel? No. <laughs> I'm intrigued. Good. <laughs> All right. We'll uh, see how that goes. Our button on the episode is Riley and Buffy saying that looks like they need to talk. Sitting down. I don't know if you if you caught if you caught the uh, the subtext here. The juxtaposition. There was perhaps? too much babbling, and then they couldn't talk at all. And now they know so much, but they don't know what to say. Even though they can talk, they aren't able. <laughs> and that's our episode. Yeah, Michaela, did you enjoy this episode I by did. chance? I did enjoy it. Is this your favorite episode of Buffy? Is this among your top five? Yeah, I would say so. For sure, the gentlemen are they're up there with like the scariest buffy villains yes they're just so spooky they're incredibly spooky they're and like legitimately yeah spooky they are horrifying there is one other thing in particular i can think of that i think might be scarier uh, jesse dying uh, (laughs) damn have you just had that in your back pocket it's been so long long. (laughs) uh I have another fun fact of trivia for mm. you. So one of the gentlemen uh, has stated Camden Toy mm-hmm. is the the actor's name, who's going to go on to play some other spooky makeup Buffy oh, villains yeah. that we'll see later on. Hopefully I'll remember to tell you about them when it happens. Uh, he said that the appearance of the gentleman was so intimidating, the rest of the cast would avoid them between takes yeah. and only Mark Lucas would talk to them. <laughs> so like, yeah legitimately really scary they're horrifying to behold yeah no they're great they're not pleasant to look at and like i mean you get that dj in there you get that handwork i'm just imagining him like between takes going up and silently perusing the snack table (laughs) and like running his hand over the things just like a couple inches over everything before settling on a single morsel I mean, and he's taking not, yeah, it up. he's not going to break character. He's, no. a, he's a pro. Guy's he's a, a pro. He's a professional. <laughs> I shall duck behind the couch. What a pro. <laughs> this is a great episode. This yeah. is definitely one of my favorites. And, I mean, most people agree with you. It's mm-hmm. 9.7. Yeah, wow. Uh, out of 10. That's almost as close to perfect for a TV show as you can get. Pretty much. Uh, our BFF, Taylor mm-hmm. Kingston. Mm-hmm. Oh, what do you think this review is titled? The one with the gentleman? Nope. The one where Buffy can't talk. That's much closer. The one where no one could speak. Yeah. I honestly have to say that this is one of my all-time favorite Buffy (laughs) episodes of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Son of a bitch. Not just from season four, but from the entire series. Does he actually say that? Yes. Oh, wow. Okay. That is impactful. It's so amazing and different to every other episode. I watch it over and over and I never get bored. Now, there is a hefty... Summary. Oh, uh, I I don't know that I can read the whole thing to you. I mean, is that how spoilery is this? What? You know, like, I'm just curious because he, he mentions Tara. Oh, no. Just says Willow meets a new witch friend, Tara. Hmm. That's nice. <laughs> I'm just going to read you the end because I like it. But then Buffy has another problem. Riley, who is a commando guy, who captures and sometimes kills demons and vampires, is there too. And he sees everything. Awkward. That'll be hard to explain. Overall, I give this episode a 10 out of 10. Because, I mean, of course. Yeah, like, obviously. This is a, a good time. And... It sort of sets up a lot of things. Mm-hmm. I would say that, like not a lot of things progress that far. Well, it seems very monster of the week, but then you get into a couple things that actually do become very important. We definitely like 
Yeah, like there are some sort of milestone things happening in actually like three different relationships. Yeah. So, yeah. And so interestingly, so I was just saying that most people very much enjoy this. Uh, this person, Chano 123 has given it a six out of ten. Okay, so a one out of ten is spite, right? Right. That's like just hate, like yeah. I need to get this out of my brain. Right. A six out of ten is intriguing. Entertaining, but too many questions afterwards. Now this is a is a wall of text, so I cannot possibly. Okay, so I'm just going to start off though with, so the only other episode of Buffy I've seen was the pilot a couple months ago, and I didn't like it enough to continue watching. <laughs> so this person admits they don't know some of these characters, yeah. but found them annoying and melodramatic. The romance didn't work for them. They found it to be awkward and a waste of the episode's time. Uh, really tried too hard to hammer in the seemingly non-existent chemistry. So I think the, like, Buffy-Riley relationship was just not working. It's meant to be awkward at this time. At this, like, yeah. point in time. It's Especially in the first yeah. 15 minutes, it's meant to be incredibly stilted. Yeah. So, sure, if they have seen literally one other episode and it had Jesse in it, <laughs> I mean... It's just, and then, like, they like the gentleman, you know. Sure. And they make the point of, like, everyone will be texting each other if this happened today, so it doesn't work. But, like, so they have a lot of questions after the episode is done. And, like, that's where their main problem seems to lie. <laughs> they know it's not a movie, right? Why were there straight jacket gimp-looking things following the gentleman everywhere? Why were they wearing straight jackets? Why did the gentleman wait an entire day until taking a heart? Why did they only need to take one heart that night if they needed seven? Wouldn't it be easier to, for them to take every heart needed at once? Why do they need hearts in the first place? Why did they come to town in the first place? Why this town? And you're like, so many of those questions really are just not important <laughs> in so any way. Important. I just I can't fathom. Why you would watch the pilot episode and then watch this. So I guess maybe you've heard, oh, yeah, like Posh there's is this. really good. Yeah, like this really good episode. Like yeah. it's this crazy concept where like nobody talks. So oh, you, And you think, oh, I'm going to watch that. But then to think to yourself, oh, I need to leave a review. Because my opinion of this, as someone who has seen two episodes of this show, is really relevant. Now, hold on. Are we sure that this is not Yorg? <laughs> What's that? What's that screen name again? Yo, this review was left April twenty seventh, twenty seventeen. That is so shockingly recent. What's this person's username? <laughs> J Chano one two three. J for Yorg. <laughs> I mean, has this person left other reviews? I didn't delve that deep into this. Twenty seventeen. Yeah. I mean that this six out of ten is just dragging down that average, right? I'm sure zero out of a bazillion people found it useful. Uh, yeah, no one even said, strange. This is so strange. Most of these reviews are for movies. 23 <laughs> reviews total. I don't know. This is suspicious. So, I think this might be obviously, I mean, all of the other all of the other reviews I saw were basically 10 out of 10. Yeah. So the fact that there was a 6 out of 10, I was just like, what is this? Caught your eye, for yeah. sure. All right. Well, Kale, what was your favorite fashion outfit from this episode oh i mean obviously shawl, shawl. all the way right shawl the way can like it's so close to having shawl next to button watch too mm. it's almost happened the shawl's in the same there frame. it's just yeah, not not on she hasn't put it on yet which is <sighs> it's a it's a shame 
disappointing. And who won this episode? There's actually like a lot of people. Yeah. Actually a lot. Yeah. Hmm. Giles had a good time. At the end he didn't. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, did Olivia break up with him? Maybe. <laughs> so Buffy and Riley find out about each other. I wouldn't say either of them win. Tara and Willow have mm-hmm. sexy magic times. Mm-hmm. Right now, you're right. Probably wasn't sexy. Uh, <laughs> um, I mean, Tara gets to like do something. Yeah. And like she takes some initiative, which is good. She's in the show. Yeah. Which is good for her. Uh, Willow finds out stuff about herself in some way. First, that she can move a, men- a vending machine. Yeah. With- and maybe other stuff. Yeah. No. Uh. No, no, no. Ah, like that. Ah. Xander and yeah. Anya both have a good time. They do. Spike gets no Weetabix and then punched a bunch, so. It's not great for Spike. Nah. No. I could go like a Terra win. I think, like, no one really overtly wins. Sure. But a bunch of people have a good time. Have a pretty good time. Mm-hmm. I think Buffy and Riley are definitely a no. Yeah. Because the end of the episode is them being like, how do we deal with this? So that's, <laughs> no. that's awkward. Buffy just wants to run away from it, probably. Yeah, I know. Oh, she's going to face her problems. Ugh. <laughs> God knows she can't do that. Um, yeah. I mean, I don't think we're going to get a lot of Tara wins. So no. I'm happy to give this to Tara. I mean, yeah, because she has her horror movie chase down yep. and then survives and is instrumental in the vending machine movement. I'm interested to see how much more of this season she's in. Like, is she a every episode character from now on i don't think she'll be that frequent Mm -hmm. we're gonna see more of her before the season is out i'm fairly certain i think you'd be pretty sure yeah yeah we got 12 more episodes to go speaking of more episodes to go what's coming up next the year 2000 as discussed (laughs) y2k y2k so i'm not sure whether or not this is intentional Mm -hmm. but the first episode is called doomed Oh. The first episode of the year 2000. So I don't know if it's sort of like a Y2K nod that, you know, it's the new millennium. I don't know. There's an apocalypse. It's it's fine. That title really leaves a lot open. Yeah. It's it's just a mild apocalypse. Yeah. No big deal. Sure. And Our apocalypse count is going up, sure. Oh, but fuck. I have no idea what that's at. Man, if only we had some sort of system that wasn't your garbage notes. Hey, 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 I have a very legit system for concussion counts now. And we haven't had one in forever. Use that for apocalypse count. Yeah, but I don't know how many... I could probably look up... We can figure it out. Actually, there's probably a much, much better source online for number of apocalypses versus number of Giles concussions. (laughs) So disappointing that no one else cares as much as we do about that. Anyways, uh, yeah, uh, and so it's... Going to be an episode about, like, Buffy and Riley dealing mm-hmm. with this information that they have just gained and not yet discussed in any way. Yep. And some other fun stuff's going to happen. All right. But... As long as they don't bang in a house for the entire episode. That'll probably good. never happen. Probably never. And I think, traditionally, episode 11 is not amazing. Yeah. Like, the coming back after the break. No. It can be a bit rough. I don't remember what the other ones were. I feel like they were all pretty bad. I don't know. Anyways. Yeah. Well, that'll be good times. And until then, our listeners can always email us beyondthenew.hellmouth at gmail.com. They can get in contact with us via Reddit, buffy.reddit.com, or our Facebook page where all of the pictures that we talk about will be posted. They can also get in contact with us individually on IMVU. 
the 3D Metaverse web app that is somehow still going 13 years after its inception. Oh. Yeah. Who knew? I have basically only seen this thing in like sidebar ads yes! that seemed really sketchy. So sketchy. You're like, oh, that's a virus for yeah. sure. Yeah. Oh, viruses up the wazoo. Awesome. Anyway, I'm on there at I am legend. Michaela? I'm on there at I am Michaela. <laughs> Make sure to hashtag all of those animoji. Welcome to the Hellmouth so we know you came from the show. Disgusting. And until next time, farewell Farewell from the the Hellmouth. Hellmouth. Hellmouth? Hellmouth.